Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro in Arizona, in my hotel room. And honestly, I haven't left my hotel except for opening night and probably really won't. I I think back to the uh, Super Bowl in Jacksonville, rarely left the hotel there. In Minneapolis, it was so cold and there's just not much to do, like... Not looking for much to do. Didn't really leave the hotel there except for when I had to. And kind of the same way here. It's not a party here at all. It is a mission. And that's kind of the way it is. Like there's so much going on in the hotel with work. And you just want to make sure that you're doing everything you can in your own little world. In your own little world. Know your role and be great in it. That's kind of the mantra of the team. And uh, that's kind of the mission and and the mindset that I have here. So... A lot of work, a lot of fun. Um, Eagles, Chiefs, Sunday, Super Bowl 57. Welcome again to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thank you so much for joining me. Throughout the week, I've been giving you kind of the inside look at some of the key people behind the scenes who are helping the Eagles win the game. Because again, that is all that matters. Win the Super Bowl. So with that in mind, a little later on, we're going to talk to Patrick Dolan, the vice president of technology here and give you a sense of what his job is and his responsibilities for this week are. Also, ESPN's Sal Palantonio. We go back a long, long way. This is our third Super Bowl together. We'll get his perspective on this Eagles-Chiefs matchup. First, though, let's hear from some players. And we're going to kind of revolve around the tight end position. It is an interesting position. And... What's really interesting, I got to tell you, everybody, I just went through game by game of the Jonathan Gannon era, and tight ends, you know, they hurt him a little bit in 2021, not a ton in 2022. So we'll give you some numbers in just a bit here, but it's really a focus here. And obviously, Travis Kelsey, a monster of a player, 110 receptions. 12 touchdowns, 1,338 yards, all pro, superstar player. I think the defensive priority, number one, is how do you slow down Travis Kelsey? You don't stop him, but how do you slow him down? Let's start here. TJ Edwards discussing Travis Kelsey and everything that Kelsey brings to the table. He is a handful for the defense, one that has been very well-equipped to stop tight ends this year. Here's TJ Edwards, a little one-on-one. Yeah, I think, you know, one, just with his route running in in terms of what he does, um, his hesitation moves kind of in and out of cuts, I think he, you know, I think he kind of catches people off guard, trying to lull them to sleep at first, and then he bursts out really fast. So, um, I mean, again, he's been a been a Pro Bowl tight end for a long time in this league, and um, he definitely you know looks as advertised on film. And uh, really excited for the matchup. Really excited to uh, go against him, man. But he's a special player for sure. TJ, you guys have done really well against tight ends. Um, why is that? Yeah, honestly, I think it all goes into you know our preparation throughout the week. I, I like to think that we take film study really really serious here, and um, we know that preparation is everything, man. And um, you know, one going from the the scout team looks that we get in practice each week, and the emphasis that we put on on that matchup every week, it, it helps us a lot, man. And uh, you know, we're going against a really good one this week, so we're going to need a lot of the same. Andy always has always used his running backs in a very interesting way. Like, what do you see from the way he's using those guys here? 
Yeah, I mean, I think they got, you know, a bunch of good backs back there. You know, I think McKinnon sticks out to you a lot on third down with what he can do, um, honestly, in, in pass protection and just getting out of routes, making making big-time catches on those third and shorter drives and um, extending plays. And then they got their workhorse with, with 10. And, um, you know, you see him come alive on film all the time, man. He, he really runs hard. He's clearly, you know, really fast with just watching the tape and, um, you know, again, and I think they got, you know, 25 coming back as well. So they got a bunch of good backs and, you know, at this point, every, you know, the, the other team's going to be really good at each position and um, so we got to be ready for it all. For sure. Do you feel the defense has played its best game yet? I don't think so. You know, I think we've, we've had some really good games and, you know, obviously I, some of the, the crazy sack performances that we've had, the, the turnovers that we've had are, are big time and um, I would like to think that our best game is about to is about to happen, so we're really excited. And then last one for me, do you think, TJ, this team is loose at this point on a Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's a, a good a good flow with, with how things have been going. And um, the biggest thing for us is we just wanted to keep our routine the same. And, and I think that starts with, again, kind of uh, mentally not trying to get all wrapped up and everything and just try to be in the moment and um, enjoy, you know, where we are that, you know, we worked our butts off to get here. And, um, you know, again, when we get back at it tomorrow, it'll be straight business. So we're excited. Now, the Eagles, of course, saw Kelsey last year. 2021 season, and they did a really good job on him early in that season. Four catches, 23 yards. The Chiefs won the game. Tyreek Hill had a huge performance. But the Eagles doing a pretty good job against the tight end, right? And throughout the year, you know who hurt the Eagles the most? What tight end hurt the Eagles the most last year? Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys in their first meeting. Six catches. 80 yards, two touchdowns late in the season, that, that meaningless game late, three catches, 21 yards, two touchdowns. But this season, TJ Hawkinson, four catches, 38 yards. Irv Smith from the Vikings. Eagles are focusing on Justin Jefferson. Irv Smith, five catches, 36 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Fryermuth from the Steelers, four catches, 57 yards. Johnson from the Saints, five catches, 62 yards. You know who had the best game against the Eagles from a tight end perspective this season? It came against the Giants. Um, Their backup tight end, their their practice squad tight end, Cager. I don't even know what his first name is. Eight catches, 69 yards. That's it. The Eagles, George Kittle, last week or two weeks ago here, three catches, 32 yards. Uh, This is a defense that does a very good job against tight ends. Hey, that could all change on Sunday because the Chiefs are going to go to Travis Kelsey. They have to. He's a huge part of the offense. But gosh, Eagles have done a nice job against tight ends. TJ Edwards, Eagles linebacker, talking about that here. Um, you know, you, you, you heard him say it. He, they, they, they really do a, a good job. They've got a good plan. So we'll see what Jonathan Gannon has in store for Travis Kelsey and that offense on Sunday. On the other side of the ball for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, well, maybe he'll be an X-Factor. He would love to be an X-Factor. That's something he and I talked about here as he met the media on Tuesday at our team hotel. And Travis Kelsey is the superstar and the headliners. Dallas Goddard is very capable of being that difference maker. Here it is, some one-on-one time with Dallas Goddard. Dallas, how do you, with all that said, not try to do too much? Um, I would say I'm, I'm treating this just like any other game. Uh, you know, I always want to do everything I can to help a team win, and it's going to be the same mindset. Um, you know, it's just 
it's obviously a higher stage, but it's just another football game, and I'm going to try to keep my routine uh, pre-game, pre-week, uh, the same as I can, and, you know, hopefully uh, when kickoff comes and I get my first play and I get to pop my pads, that everything just kind of falls back and feels like football again. What's the biggest game you've ever played in to this point? I mean, probably the NFC Championship. Uh, other than Super Bowl, you can't get much bigger than that. Um, so it would be that game. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. The atmosphere in Philadelphia was insane. Uh, you know, I just can't wait to see what it's like on Sunday. When you were in, when you were in NovaCare last time uh, we spoke, you said it really hadn't hit you that you were in the Super Bowl. Um, has it hit you? Um, obviously, uh, you do stuff like this, and it's it's starting to feel more real. But uh, I don't know if it'll hit me until after the game. You know, uh, once the like in the past when you lose the playoff game, uh, that's kind of when you sit back and uh, think about the season and think about where you are. So I'm sure when the clock hits uh, zeros, uh, it'll be like, man, the season's truly over then, and uh, you know you'll realize uh, the journey that you were on. Um, but I'm not trying to look ahead uh worry about the past you know i'm just trying to focus on today and the here and now and then finally dallas you know the, the tight end as we've been talking about here plays a big part um do you think you're ready for the opportunity to, to be that to be that guy uh you know this is obviously a dream come true um and being able to be the starting tight end for the philadelphia eagles in the super bowl uh it sounds amazing and uh you know i'm going to just continue to do what i've done all year my whole career and that's just uh work hard and do everything i can to put the team in the best positions to win the game all right now let's get into the inner workings of the philadelphia eagles patrick dolan has been around the nfl for a long long time and he's a great guy and he's great at what he does it is a very difficult job what these men do. The vice president of football technology, more than 30 years of experience working in the field of sports video technology. All right? And, um, you know, it, it's a job where you, you get the film to the coaches ASAP. He started in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1988 to 1997, then went to the Cleveland Browns for 11 seasons. Joined the Eagles in 20, 2013. Before that, he was with the NFL account manager for DV Sports Incorporated, and that helped he helped develop the sideline viewing system that has been implemented in the league since 2012. Brilliant at what he does, great guy. Let's hear from Patrick Joel and the Eagles, Vice President of Technology. Patrick, uh, describe to the fans as succinctly as you can what you and your staff do. Well, we're going to provide the coaches, the players, and the personnel department, all the video from the practices and the games leading up to the Super Bowl, making sure they have everything available to them for all their studying, game planning, and preparations. Good stuff. So um, how complicated is it when you move from one location to another? We've developed a really good workflow. My staff, uh, Kevin Doherty, our video director, Tom Rossi, our assistant director of football technology, and all the guys have done a great job over the last five years of developing a workflow. So when we go off-site, um, it's a pretty well-oiled machine. We work with our uh, information technology department. They know what we need from an infrastructure perspective. And uh, when we land um, in Arizona, most of everything is in place. We just have to bring the, the server with all the video and all the laptops and plug and play. You know, and I also, I mean, everything that Ryan Maddox and... 
Kevin Mayen, Marlon Sanders, and Kenesha Gonzalez have brought to our department in the, in the execution of the setup at the hotel to practice, to the preparation for the coaches' videos and meetings and things like that. The, the department as a whole did just do a fantastic job, and I couldn't be any more proud of every one of the men, men and women in our department. So you've been around the league more than a minute. Uh, it wasn't always like this, was it? Tell, tell me what it was like back in, I don't know, 1995. Yeah, nine, 95, we actually came to the Super Bowl. With, I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, it was nothing but a bunch of Betacam decks. Um, and I don't, I think we may have probably set up maybe 10 meeting rooms. But, uh, you know, it was all tape. There was no, we had a b- bunch of boxes full of tapes and cut-ups. And, uh, and it was a little simpler, but not as efficient. We're sitting in the tight end room, which is really not, there's no frills in these meeting rooms. It's, it's chairs, it's a screen, and it's a computer. Um, people, I guess, think in the outside, think it must be very glamorous. It's, what are the essentials that you really want to provide in all of these rooms? Uh, efficient video playback. Access to all the cut-ups, all the data that the coaches are going to teach from. And it doesn't have to be any, comp, any more complicated than that. Uh, as long as the coaches and players can work in this hotel like they're working at the NovaCare facility. That's all that the football technology department cares about. How beneficial was the trip to Cleveland and then to Miami and to set up for a week, basically, in each place as kind of a test run for what this would be like? 100%. And I'll go all the way back to 2017 uh, when we went from Seattle to L.A. before we went to the Super Bowl. And we have... We've taken that model from the L.A. trip to Minneapolis to London to New York last year to Cleveland to Miami and this year here in Phoenix. And it really has just been polishing that that workflow every single time. How can we can make it better? How can we can make it better? And that's it really is. Cleveland and Miami were great for our staff, especially the young, the young people who weren't with us in Minneapolis. So they can, get a, they can get a sense of what it's like to go on the road for a week. Patrick, you, you, talk, you referenced the technology a bit. I mean, it has changed a lot. Um, and there's more available. So in one way, coaches want to watch everything that's available. So what, 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 what do you provide? What, what do teams just in general make available to a coach? If a coach wants to see every throw that Brock Purdy, for example, has ever made in his life. Do you have the ability to access that kind of thing? Yes. Short and sweet, the answer is yes. Um, Between, as long, you know, obviously from collegiate on. Um, Yeah, we have pretty much every game that a player's played since he entered college. Wow, that's amazing. When did that start, that availability really kick in? When the network storage became cost-effective enough to keep multiple seasons online, really. Which would have been how long ago? 2010. Wow. It's, how quickly does, this, does your technology change? How often do you have to swap stuff out and, and stay ahead of the curve? Uh, yeah, we, we're going to update our hardware probably once every three years uh, and our servers once every four to five um, be, because the warranties are going to run out and you want to make sure that you have 
everything covered and doubled down. Our software provider does a great job working with us to make sure that everything we need from that from this from the storage and hardware perspective are in place. Our IT department does a great job working with us to make sure that we're on top of all of that as well and making sure we have all the security updates and, and everything is locked down. I've done a bunch of these interviews and, and one thing that's really apparent is how there has to be such great communication and collaboration between departments. Essential in your department, I'm sure. No, with, without a doubt. We don't exist without our information technology department. We're using their pipes, their networking, um, to push our video and data. And so, and and we work with our our creative um, and, and software innovation people. We're going to work with our Eagles Entertainment people because they help us out so much. Um, we are a completely collaborative uh, organization. If we're not working together, something's going to fall through the cracks. So, what's a typical day like for you here in Arizona? There is no typical. <laughs> you wake up. You have a plan, and then you see where the day goes. But uh, starting Wednesday, when we we start our practice structure, it will be very similar to what that workflow would have been in in, uh, NovaCare. We're going to have meetings. We're going to have practice. We're going to edit the practice. We're going to get it on the network as quickly as possible so the coaches, players can meet, make adjustments. Rinse and repeat Thursday, Friday. So while the while the world of Philadelphia Eagles fans celebrated after the win over San Francisco, I don't think you guys were celebrating in the traditional way. Can you kind of describe what it was like for you after that game? Because I know you still have responsibility. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, look, we're going to celebrate. We're going to enjoy that moment on the field with our family, our friends, our, our department, all of our peers in the organization. But then we have to go right back to NovaCare because we have to then get our game edited, put on the network for the coaches, and wait for the Kansas City-Cincinnati video to come in so we can now begin preparation, and and as the case is with Kansas City, in full earnest. Um, And, yeah, we were were up working until some of us 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning on that Kansas City video so the coaches could get right into it, you know, as quick as possible. All right, Patrick, last one. Um, 2017, I won't talk about what's going to happen here on Sunday. We don't know. But 2017, Eagles beat the Patriots, win the Super Bowl. Please tell me you didn't have to work after that game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I'll, I'll, although I will say I was foolish enough to try to work after the postgame party. <laughs> and uh, it, it, is, it is possible that I fell asleep with my uh, editing laptop on my chest <laughs> at about 4 o'clock in the morning to wake up to realize I didn't get very far. Hey, but you woke up a Super Bowl champion, yeah. so who cares? That's exactly right. There's nothing better. I mean, that professionally, that's why we do everything that we do to try to get a chance to hold that trophy and celebrate with three million of our closest and dearest friends on Broad Street. All right, we're going to wrap up our Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group today with a little conversation. ESPN's Sal Pal, South Jersey's own, been covering the Eagles for 25 plus years, loves this matchup. Let's hear what he has to say about the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, uh, another Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you see it coming? I didn't. I don't think there are very many people who did, David. You know, I wrote a piece uh, for our friends at SJ Magazine early on this in this year, calling it the year of living dangerously with D- Jalen Hurts because we just didn't know how good he could be. And uh, 
you know, the way he transformed his game, remade his game, is phenomenal. And then the additions that Howie Roseman made cannot be overlooked, cannot be overstated. Hassan Reddick, A.J. Brown, Sue, Linval Joseph, Bradbury, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. It's an all-star team, and it's really well coached. Yeah, it's an all-star team that has played with great chemistry, which we saw back in 2000, and I don't want to name the year, 11. Uh, it didn't happen that way. So, so why do you think it's come together so well? I think it's the culture set by Nick Sirianni. So people have criticized Nick Sirianni as getting a free ride. We heard that from Julian Love. I think he's the perfect coach to coach this football team. Why? He doesn't have a big ego. He lets his ego set aside. When Hey, when the decision was made, however it was made, for Shane Steichen to call the place, Sirianni went along with it because he knew it was the right thing to do. And he works well with Jalen Hurts because of the way he handles each and every player differently. His management style is like that. He's very adaptable. And in order to be adaptable, you have to, you know, keep your ego under pressure all of the time. And I think he does a really good job of that. The other thing is Jalen. Jalen's the CEO of this team. 100%. Jalen's development style is pretty remarkable. We knew that he could make plays with his legs, but the way he's played from the pocket really kind of separates, right? For a, a good quarterback from one who wins in the playoffs. Well, not only that, I mean, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback who can win from the pocket, but he remade himself in the offseason, going to California, the work he put in during uh, the training camp, and then the addition of A.J. Brown is super significant. It's not to be overlooked. I mean, the guy has been tremendous in, you know, setting a culture for the franchise. I think it's amazing. He's a great leader. You know, I was a military officer, mm-hmm. and I could see him being a young military officer because another, he's another guy who doesn't have – he doesn't let his ego get in the way of his craftsmanship and his stewardship of the team, and that's true leadership. All right, so let's talk about the task at hand. We know this is a very good football team. We know Kansas City is a 14-3 and team, a number one seed, three times in the last four years in the Super Bowl, a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame tight end. Uh, how do you see this matchup, Sal? I think you got to play keep away from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is 10-3 and in the postseason. In his three losses, two common denominators. One, the Chiefs lose time of possession. That's number one. Play, keep away. Rush the football 44 times against San Francisco. I want to see it over 40 in this game. Play, keep away. You give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, hard to get it back from him. Super great on third down, very, very good on fourth down. Hard to get him off the field. The other is rush him, just like Jonathan Gannon rushes. You rush with four and five or less, and you play coverage. He was sacked and pressured by Todd Bowles in that Super Bowl of the Bucks by not blitzing. Don't blitz. If you blitz him, he'll kill you. I wonder how you take Travis Kelsey kind of away from the offense. Have you seen anybody really do it successfully other than double teaming him? I haven't. And even if he beats the double teams, he's super big, super smart, super tough because he has great hands. And the other thing is that while he's creating space for himself, Patrick Mahomes is creating time for himself. So I don't know how you do it. You know, truth be told, the Eagles have been have not been great over the middle, and have they're great uh, with tight end coverage. Well, not well. That's incorrect. Not with Jonathan Gannon. They've been very good against tight ends. Jim Schwartz, no, but Jonathan Gannon in their history. Yeah. Yes. But this, with this defense, has they've not been beaten by tight ends. Yeah, not that very much. Yeah. So I think they have a chance against Travis Kelsey. Listen, don't let eighty-seven beat you. Don't let fifteen beat you. Fifteen and eighty-seven. Just like hey. 
if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I don't let number seven beat me. I block them. Yeah. And they didn't block them. So final, finally, who wins on Sunday? I think the Eagles win 30-27. to 27 or th- Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I'll just take a win. I don't care what it is. All right, good. Yeah, thanks, Al. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us each and every day. Thanks to our media relations team for setting everything up with our players and coaches and personnel. Thanks to uh, all of you for joining us each and every day. Peter Kelly, Kira Mahoney, great job doing the work, putting it all together. And uh, Ray Doyle also, thanks for your work as well, promoting it, publishing it, getting it all done, producing it. Excellent job. It takes a village, everybody. We're very proud of this podcast. And we really thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to any time that you're able to give us a review. We invite that, please. Five-star reviews go a long way toward establishing our credibility and our audience. So thanks for joining, everyone. I'll be back with more tomorrow. It's the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, birds! E-A-T!